Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Righteous Gemstones After Show. We're going to be talking all about Episode 7 tonight, and praise the Lord! It is Easter Sunday, so you know what that means. Lots of light shows, the cash is flowing, and there's going to be a whole lot of P-Whips, so stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I'm really hung up on the P-Whips, too, baby. <laughs> hung up on those P-Whips. <laughs> oh, I'm hung up on this whole episode. What an episode. <laughs> I don't know how we got better than last week, but I think we did. You know what? The expectations were high. It's Easter Sunday. This light show going on in the studio right now is just like at church, obviously. Obviously. It's always like that at my church, too, growing up in a Catholic <laughs> community. Obviously the same thing. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back in. My name's Amy Maestri. Excited to jump into this week's episode with you guys. And you know what? I got this lovely lady sitting next to me, too. Hey, Steph. it's Steph Sabra here to confirm that Hollywood doesn't like Christians. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. We're kind weird. of. We'll see. We question it. These Christians, yeah. <laughs> these, these, we lose. We use the term Christians lightly, loosely. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, tonight we're gonna do our usual. We're gonna break down the episode, chat it up about about what our favorite uh, terrible people are doing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into our special segment, of course, the righteous rhyme that may not always rhyme. Hit up some news and gossip, and then you know what? The predictions I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited to get into some predictions later. Me too. We got some wild stuff going on. In this episode, I think some of our uh, old predictions started kind of coming to fruition in some ways. Yeah. Seeing some more seeds planted. Um, And only two episodes left after this. Yeah, I... I can I hop into my overall thoughts? No, no, thank you so much. I'm going to continue. Um, <laughs> I agree with you completely. We got answers that I needed and I really wanted, and I didn't know when it was going to happen. But for example, Gideon and the whole rivalry with his dad. Where did that start? So I'm glad we got to know what happened the night of the video. And it was cool to see Judy have that conversation with her dad. And then I I just love where they're going with the season. Like, they're really ramping up things in ways that I didn't think that they would be doing. And I'm so into it. And I'm now sure everyone would love the show. I've I've been sure as a, a comedy fan and just the style of this type of show is totally my thing but i think anyone would like this show really yeah i think unless you're really really unless you go to unless you like televangelists then (laughs) don't unless you just donated a thousand dollars to your favorite mega church (laughs) so that they can pocket it and have a yacht party then you won't like this show sister steph it's for jesus how dare you i'm sure they're all listening what do you think Um, no, yeah, I agree they love with us. you. It's, I, I feel like a lot of people in the beginning were kind of taken aback by how dark it got, how, you know, so quickly. And 
I think a lot of people were expecting something different, but my gosh, has it just surprised at every turn and just gotten better and better. So in this week's cold open, um, I thought it was interesting that they jumped right into that flashback for the prayer convention, like you mentioned, to see where this all started, which was funny because it took me a second and I was like, wait. And then I was like, oh, wait, the prayer convention. That's right. This is where it all kind of started. Um, So... After getting to see that cold open, how excited were you to get back to present day, though? Oh, my gosh. Really (laughs) excited. I was actually also kind of worried in the beginning that it was happening again. I was like, no, we made such father-son progress. Don't you dare ditch out on him on a dinner date. And then it was just a flashback. But, yes, so happy to get back into it because the story has so much momentum right now that I I didn't want another flashback episode. So they gave us exactly what we needed, and then we moved forward to the present day. Totally. 100% agree. And I love one of the standout lines in this, or moments really, too, just one of the the comedic relief moments. Once again, seeing what a narcissist Jesse is, that during this altercation with his son, who's trying to get him to have dinner, his biggest qualm is that he said he's trying to be a big shot. He says, no, I am a big shot. <laughs> I just love those moments that really just stand out, where you're like, wow, he really is just such a dirtbag. I would... I, it really blows my mind, because... On one end, usually when people talk like that, they're really insecure. But I think he really just feels himself <laughs> to the does. fullest. 100% feeling himself. He's like, I'm the one. <laughs> I am the one. Don't mess with me. Well, he's definitely the chosen I one. I need that confidence. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of have some of that, but yeah. I, I need, I want that televangelist confidence. Oh, man. I don't know if my if I could fit in the studio with your head at that point. Oh, my God. That televangelist <laughs> Confidence, baby, would just swoop me right up and make me the president. I mean, that's basically what Trump has. I, I, that's oh what my happened. God! Trump is a televangelist! Wow. Wow! Things are happening tonight, guys. Wow, this show is deep. Oh, boy. I don't even know how we can segue from that one, so let's just go. Try to pivot. <laughs> let's, we're going we're gonna to do a quick pivot um, to jumping back to present day. Scotty has made it into the compound. He is at dinner looking like a straight-up serial killer with the fam. Um, And he starts laying it on real thick. Real thick of what a good boy he is and what a good Christian boy Gideon is for bringing Jesus to Los Angeles, the city of sinners. I just want to know... Was the nose tape originally a part of the costume, or was that a joke that they they were just like, go with it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in that room when that decision was made. But I, that him being there and then being able to stay at the house is just so crazy, and I was kind of worried about what would happen, because Scotty's a legit psycho. Yeah. He's not just trying to get the money. He has no limits. I mean, he pushed his girl down a massive i don't even know what it was like dirt D- ditch ditch dirt ditch. dirt ditch that's a dirt ditch down a dirt ditch so the fact that he has access to the house and, and with the two little boys there too is really creepy but i love when the stakes are high Exactly, and that's, man, this show really every single episode finds a new way to raise those stakes mm-hmm. 
Um, so then we get to really the whole meat of this episode is the buildup to the Easter sermon um, and the Easter service. But of course, you have all the prep going into it, too. So I really again, we always talk about how much we love these little family meetings. Um, and this one was out by the Amy Lee statue and <laughs> just trying to figure out what everyone's role was going to be. So once again, all three of the kids vying for attention from daddy. Daddy even saying it when I say it like that, it just creeps me out so much. Um, and poor Judy, but also, God, Judy, what's wrong with you? She, she goes from one controlling asshole to another and then starts to get reeled back in here. So this is kind of what I was talking about before that maybe some of our predictions from last week saying that Eli might go, okay, maybe I should try to get her back on my side. And so he starts to do that of saying, you get this moment that is going to be really special to you because it's something your mom used to do. There are a bunch of manipulative dicks, the whole lot of them, including Daddy Jamstone. But that scene was gold. I love that scene. It was each of the siblings at their absolute prime showing their their worst insecurities and their biggest hopes in one scene. And it was so fun to watch, especially Kelvin. God, but Judy just to see her lit up because for once in her life she had been recognized as an equal. I mean, she's almost forty. The conversation that she had prior standing up to her dad about, or it came after, but about how she is forty and she she needs to be talked to like she's forty. I mean, probably like what do you think, fifteen? Yeah, give at her least take. fifteen. But they treat her like a nine-year-old. At least give her her driver's permit. That's all I'm asking for. But love that scene. Love Kelvin's position as the youth minister. It is. It never gets old to me. And then his performance was just incredible. Oh, always. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that they each were wanting new things, and of course now, well, also back to to Judy always being on the outside. When he even when Eli said all four of us will have something featured, <laughs> even the two boys were just like four of us. <laughs> like it literally didn't even register. Like oh yeah, there's a fourth member of our family who's standing right next to us. <laughs> so funny. But then to see that yeah, like at the end, Calvin's still doing something, but in his eyes, it's not special enough because Judy got something for the first time ever, which is huge, and Jesse is doing the main sermon. Yeah, I have to ask, what do you think the Jesse doing the main sermon is? I don't think it's just because he deserves it. Yeah, I I feel like this scene is setting up Eli to say, like, he's testing them, I think. Eli's starting to test them to kind of say, I might not be doing this sometime soon i might be handing over reins really? soon i don't know what what were your thoughts i don't on know that? what it is but i think it's something it's a power play of some sort not sure what the motive is exactly but like i said it's not because jesse is doing exceptionally well in his personal or church life <laughs> it's, jesse you're just crushing it all around yeah I'd like to see it. <laughs> no, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where that goes because I feel like he, Eli's not going to want to hand over the reins, but I also feel like he wants to test all of them mm -hmm. now, too. And loyalties, too, you know, to just kind of see how they perform and also to test someone like Judy's loyalties right now between him and baby Billy. He is the televangelist godfather. Straight up. Straight up. Throwing potatoes through windows. That's a godfather move. Fish in bed. <laughs> 
fish. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, so then we we get into uh, Scotty and Gideon planning everything for this uh, for this heist that they're going to pull off on Easter. Because I know in past episodes they talked about, you know, in a normal weekend, how much they make. And then something like Easter Sunday, it's millions and millions. Um, so they're, of course, talking about this. This is where a P-Whip comes in. Lots of P-Whips. P-Whips. <laughs> I want that to be my username on whatever site I need a username for. <laughs> P-Whip. P-Whips live in the chat, baby. Lil P-Whip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we we get to see a little bit of the behind the scenes for what they're planning. And it still continues. You see Gideon slowly and slowly backing away, but still offering to plan. You know, so it's kind of like we know he's wanting to back away, but he's still kind of in it. And that's been going on for a while now. Mm -hmm. But Scotty is still obviously staying very hardcore. Um, but really, to because we'll get more into that later, to jump into the Uncle Baby Billy and Judy scene. Um, God. Oh, boy. So <laughs> he's obviously, Baby Billy's got his own thing. He's such a douchebag. Such a douche. And Way he too much sun. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's sun. I think it's whatever Trump's doing for his, his uh, yeah. mighty orangeness. Oh yeah, something's <laughs> happening. Something's happening. He's drinking the wrong Kool Aid. He is psychotic. Completely. He the way that he is so still obsessed with his sister as being a singing duo, and now not having her anymore. So getting his niece to take the place of his sister that he was obsessed with. Is just it's new levels. It's really creepy. New levels. And the way he talks to her, he's like, "What I say, bitch." <laughs> but then I like that Judy gave it back. Don't bitch talk me, bitch. <laughs> She's you can't give Judy any kind of like positive reinforcement because she just goes oh, off the deep end. Oh <laughs> my god! But yeah, he's nasty. And made even worse by the fact that, I don't know if you caught this, she shortened Uncle Baby Billy to Uncle Baby one time. Oh no, I missed that. I ooh. I think I like, totally blocked <laughs> that out of my head. You're welcome for bringing that back into your life. There's some weird family dynamics, that's for sure. I was watching this one with my roommate, and she hadn't wa she'd only watched like an episode, and she was like, oh, did her and that Baby Billy guy hook up? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you... But, you don't know the dynamic, but no. maybe. 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 But BJ. And I never really recognize that his initials are blowjob. <laughs> Can't catch a break. Can't, Can't catch, catch a, a break. break. <laughs> Poor BJ. He's really just getting dragged from the beginning. And we see he's had enough. And I don't blame him. I'm totally here with it. I mean, honestly, they need to just... He needs to just get out of there forever. Or she needs to just drop both of her, her creepy uncle and her creepy dad and they need to get out of there they're already having sex she admitted to it this episode <laughs> that's true that's true because she, she's a she's an adult lady yeah we'll get into that later too poor bj <laughs> poor bj so yeah he finally stands up for himself um and walks out of there and much to J judy could have stopped him but judy you know she's that's how starved she is for attention i know uncle baby billy being a complete asshole to her saying she can't do this thing that she was so excited to do, she was whimpering about to get to do, and has to send her fiancé away, all because she thinks someone's finally accepting her and her family. 
In a Sears mall. In a no Sears less. mall. Don't forget the location. The most important. Um, so then we, we really jump into um, into Easter Sunday. So we get to see the prep, that prayer circle. I love that shot of going all around and seeing everyone as they're in the prayer circle before they go in. Um, and the one, the one that thing that stuck with me, six million people watching worldwide. Six million people watching. I I just can't put myself in that headspace to be like, I need to go to church and this is the one. I need it, this. These people are so important that I need to live stream them. Yeah. Do you think churchgoers who watch the live stream, the six million, and I'm saying realistically because this happens, all these yeah. televangelists live stream. Do you think they're going to, they're physically going to church to a church nearby and then watching that after? Or do you think that is their church? That's such a good question because in this, I love that they showed all the different places that people were watching uh-huh. it. I feel like that has to be their church. And especially because they're the ones who are donating. They're the ones, yeah, pulling up that live stream to watch and then hitting the donate button at the end. So I don't know. Yeah, so like, that must be a really a real thing. I'm gonna look into that. I'll report on it next week because that they must be really pulling from real life scenarios where that happens. I'm sure Osteen and all the people that I've dragged or lightly dragged in my special segment do that. Oh yeah, it's smart business. But it's weird. It's it, I don't. It's just there's such an irony in thinking that being physically at because that's a lot of the argument I've been told because I had never wanted to go to church as a kid. But a big part of the argument was like you need to be in the space of God. Yeah. But that totally detracts from it because you're more glued into a, a person than the church, which also feeds into the hypocrisy of it all. Of you know, local pastors saying, come, it's a community. We all pray together. It's in this space. It's a sacred space. Or someone saying, just check us out online. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it's the same thing. Don't The donate button will be right at the bottom. It's nice and big. It's even easier than you thought before. You don't even have to bring cash to put in the little oh. basket. Take PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, anything. It's fine. You can send cash in an envelope if you want. Side note, I have a Venmo if anyone wants to, yeah, send stuff. <laughs> the Church of Steph and Amy. <laughs> but that is, and I wonder too, if after you watch something, if they like, Remarket you like when you look at shoes and then you're on Facebook like three days later and those shoes pop up again. Oh does gosh. like Joel Osteen just pop yeah. up on your screen and scare the crap out yeah, of you three he does. days later? He's like, send that money my way. Did Don't you... you dare put clothes on your back. Did you donate yet? <laughs> you can't pay rent. Oh well, it's me. Bless you. <laughs> I think we I should, should just make be a Yeah. What are Done. we doing? What are we doing here? Okay, guys, we got to go. We okay, got to go start our own side church. Side note, let's make After Buzz a church. But I do want to tell you guys in the live chat right now, rocking with us, thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. Leave us a comment after so we can keep the conversation going. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star review. Um, also, leave us a written review so we can keep the conversation going there we just want to say thank you for letting us talk about this crazy show along with every other show on tv that you can imagine here after buzz tv you guys are the best bless you yeah bless you all
Bless you all. Thank you, Sister Steph. No problem. That was beautiful. It just came. It just came to me in that moment. You know, see, in a sacred space. That's why you come to church instead of doing it online. I had to to thank the the viewers. Well, the ones who were in church for this for this Easter Sunday got a whole. It was like a EDC show up in there. (laughs) Like they were just. They had light shows. They had music. They had. I mean, the production value of this church. Kelvin deserves a standing ovation. I'm not going to lie, Kelvin killed it. He did. He did. He is the golden child. And of course, he's put on this whole like production and he still just gets that one. And it's funny because it's like this huge deal. He's still like this big opening act. Opening act. I know. I thought his was going to be so small on the side of the church because, you know, sometimes they do something separate for kids. Yeah. But his was front and center. It was a full on concert. It was so big. It was still pissed. Yeah. Still pissed that he didn't have middle child syndrome. (laughs) Or wait, is he? No, he's youngest child syndrome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, and he's actually quite a bit younger. Yeah. As we saw in the oh, flashback yeah, there. Oh, yeah, because he was an accident, basically. Yes. <laughs> Poor accident, Kelvin. <laughs> Don't you hate those? <laughs> um, but so this is when BJ really takes off, too. So we had a lot of things happening throughout this sermon and throughout the, the actual service happening. The specifics of the show we always talk about. I love the way that he ran away from Judy. <laughs> And that he hopped into his little smart car and then just drove away. Everything was perfect about it. So perfect. And that he was crying She and it was about him just looking more manly. Ugh. Way to redefine masculinity, BJ, but you're falling into the trap of toxicity. We gotta we gotta rein you back. You don't need that in your life. <laughs> Judy Judy needed that though. She needed that I I'm done with you because he's been actually abused verbally and physically for the past since the beginning of the the season so i like that he did that i'm curious i would love if he if he handed it to the entire family and left if he had a whole on mic drop and kind of gave them reality and then they were like nah we're not listening to you but from the viewer perspective you're like no bj's right he's right well also we find out that he's he's not even he's like i'm not even religious How you can be a part of that family or any family like that and not even be religious, like... Because our... I think that's a great writing point because at the end of the day, are they religious? Exactly. Are they actually religious? He would have a much harder time... They're as religious as we are. Yeah. (laughs) We're we're in our bags. We're trying to get the money. Also, once again, the Church of Steph and Amy on Venmo. For anyone anyone interested. interested. Thank you. Thank you. That was... Jesus hit that in the studio. Yeah, Jesus, a.k.a. Jonathan (laughs) Moulton. Jonathan always always keeping it fresh for us with our with our uh, on screen graphics. We got the music going, the Holy Spirit. Thanks oh, to Jonathan. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we have Gideon who starts. We think he's actually going to fess up, and of course Jesse can't just open his ears and listen. He just assumes that he's coming out and assumes he's gay, which. Also very funny that the take on homosexuality for this family is like, no, that's cool. I am obsessed with this scene. What a plot twist. Absolutely obsessed because in a lot of ways, if you actually are religious and you follow 
if if you don't listen to the way things were written, which it wasn't written by God, newsflash, or Jesus himself, newsflash. So if you're following something verbatim that's not written by the people that you're trying to follow, figure out your life. But if you actually follow what a lot of God and Jesus were teaching, it are teaching it's that you accept everyone so there's no reason why the lgbtq plus community isn't accepted in churches but i would never have thought a gemstone would be okay with it so the fact that that's what he thought i mean he can be hit in the face with facts and he won't see it he sees what he wants to see but i love that's what he saw and that he was like i love you son come here i'm proud of you (laughs) oh shante (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought that jesse's like finest parenting moment would have been him accidentally thinking his son is gay and then being like a really dope dad about it <laughs> like really cool that did not see that coming but then also if you think about it the, the levels of his hypocrisy have maybe seen a limit here because of course if he did scold him at that point and say that's wrong well he's hanging out with hookers on the weekend doing cocaine doing coke all the time so Let's, you know, wait. So I that was a very shocking moment, but I think, like, a a cool moment to, to show, too. And well, that is the hypocrisy a lot of, uh, not a lot of times, but there are a handful of times where deeply religious people or uh, people who are tied in with the RNC who preach all of these very Christian values are caught with methamphetamine in their mouths and doing BDSM with a... Uh, same-sex partner so (laughs) there is no rhyme or reason for these things exactly which is why (laughs) get into it (laughs) crack cocaine in the mouth you know that crack cocaine (laughs) (laughs) which is why the hypocrisy of this we've talked about it before using this vehicle of religion is perfect because there is so much there that they're able to play with and like Danny McBride has said, and they've all said it in interviews, that it's not about churches in general. It's about hypocrisy. Uh-huh. And it just so happens to live so deeply within so many churches that that ended up being the greatest way to be able to do it and to be able to show it. It's the perfect way. And so then we have the the sermon. Jesse has his big moment. What a great scene with the parallels of him talking about Judas and betrayal and um, the line, a doe can plan your destruction, but only a loved one can break your heart. As Gideon is going through the motions so of good. seemingly going through with this plan. With the Judas move. So freaking good. This is the kind of... This is where they tie in that genre of dramedy perfectly, which my other favorite show, Barry, also on HBO mm. does. And they they have moments like this that bring in the dramatic feel, and it's honestly suspenseful and real and, and deeper than a lot of the other scenes. And it's done perfectly. And I didn't know where it was going with it. I didn't know if Gideon was going to take his dad's side or not or what was going to happen. I thought it was freaking perfect. It's really interesting to see the evolution of dark comedies in general on TV. Because it's, I mean, I honestly can't remember the last straight up sitcom or comedy that I was one of my favorites. I mean, Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, some of the, but I mean, those were years ago. Those have been off the ear, off the air for years. And then you have shows like Russian Doll coming out. And the, and you have like it's there's so many more elements to it and it's just so textured and this show I think is a great example and also of show, of networks 
um, giving the freedom. I think that's for them such to a be good able to point. I think that is ex- you hit it right on the nose that it's the evolution of comedy on television in streaming era. I don't think a Thirty Rock could, even though it's top three favorite shows of all time for me i don't think it could do what it did on streaming as it did on a weekly televised show because your mind's just not we're not trained for that anymore if you're a streaming show and people can binge this in a few months you can't do a 30 rock like we used to be able to exactly you kind of need that dramatic feel to make it more of a i can't wait for next week yeah and to allow them to to be able to play with the the time limits on shows you know a sitcom no longer has to be 22 minutes Mm -hmm. it can be 30 it can be an hour some episodes can be an hour some episodes can be 40 and i mean these i feel like have found the sweet spot of that like 40 minute mark it's like just enough time to pack everything in there get a lot of comedy out but really build these characters in this world and have those moments like you said the like more serious ones that are really just beautifully done like this back and forth sermon with the the judas stuff yes i'm like conflict yes (laughs) give it to me what are you gonna do gideon But he became the good son that we thought he would. I mean, that's your family. And that's your money at the end of the day, Gideon. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, he's like, maybe that's what it was. I hate hate that that you guys get the money, but... If I'm Gideon, I'm getting the money. Yeah. For with the fam. I'm exactly. keeping my family yacht. <laughs> yeah. Why did, yeah, you're already floating around on a yacht. Just stay as is for yeah. a few more years, bro. Chill. Write it out. And Gideon's got some moves. He beat his ass. Oh yeah. Beat his ass. Go no P whips there. <laughs> didn't have time. And of course, Scotty, this little bitch in the end. Yeah. He didn't want he, he wasn't gonna pull that trigger. <laughs> It's for That'd those of you, me. For those of you just listening, we just saw a brilliant uh, uh, gun reenactment by by Steph Sabra here. Mm-hmm. Also, the actress of uh, the best actress of all time. Thank you. Well, yes, obviously. I just to add that in, it was. I, I just thought it was implied. You know, thanks. Obviously. Credibility is important. <sighs> God. Um, and so, of course, Jesse. To well, speaking of Gideon, um, his 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 by son that he loves. <sighs> He still just can't get over it, even in the conversation with Amber. And Amber even on board. Yes, Amber. Like, yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> we love the all love is love is love, according to Lynn Manuel Miranda. All, and apparently to Jesse and Amber Gemstone too. Who would have thought? So into it. Who would have thought? Um and <laughs> I love that no matter how few seconds we get with Keith. He makes an impact. Oh my gosh, I want more Keith. I want more Keith. It looks like we're going to get some next week. Um, but Scotty comes back, busts out the van, and I just love Keith's, uh, Tony Cavallaro's dry delivery of car pranks. It's beautiful. I love him! <laughs> and you know, I, I would have loved more of him, but even when we only get those few seconds, they're perfect. They're perfect. They're perfect. Um, so then it gets even more high stakes from earlier. Scotty comes back kidnaps jesse and gideon you know finally stands up and as hard as it would be in front of his dad while the dad is now knowing he was involved in all of this from the beginning drama drama because because he obviously knows that his son saw the tape he knows that he did cause this and but also it's like Bro, your son really went behind your back and was going to take down the entire family. Like, it's so complicated. It's the perfect season conflict. I, I just think it's 
magnificent. I'm so happy that we're not done with Scotty. Even though he's a psycho and I can't really stand him, he drives the show forward. Exactly. And it really is kind of textbook, too, where you have story arcs and you have beats that go throughout a screenplay. You have the same thing that happens within singular episodes of TV shows, but then also within seasons. You have that same story arc that's happening that would even happen within an actual episode. So episode seven of nine, to hit this spot, this kind of like pinnacle of everything and be this intense, knowing that there's still two episodes left to kind of tie things up or like... Ay, ay, ay. (laughs) Te quiero. Yes. I don't know what just happened to me. Please... Uh, we'll try to get that out. Well, well never, never. <laughs> now, now I'm going to do it every single week. Um, so, of course, so then at the end, he kidnaps them. He takes off with the money. And that's kind of where we end this episode of of uh, Scotty getting away with the cash. Stakes are high, baby. Whew. Very high. Very high. Um, and actually, that scene has some... We're going to get into it later with some predictions because I have some thoughts on, on what's going on in that last scene, too. But for right now, we're going to jump into our special segment, guys. This is a segment we like to do every week called The Righteous Rhyme That May Not Always Rhyme. I actually don't believe it's ever rhymed, but that's the, the beauty of this segment where we take down an actual mega church pastor and Steph just goes in. So you know what? Sister Steph... Take it away. Let us pray. An Israeli televangelist best known for his, quote, miracle crusades, which are held in stadiums around the country and broadcasted on his TV program, This Is Your Day. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Benny Hinn. Whose net worth is reported at $60 million. Now, Benny, price loud. Followers believe him can heal any of their ailments if he prays over them. Mm-mm. What? Hin, having previously claimed a modest lifestyle, has multiple controversies proving otherwise, including a report from March 1993 by Inside Edition reported on Hin's 685,000 Orlando home and his Mercedes Benz. Mercedes, now! And it doesn't end there. In April 2017, IRS and U.S. Postal Service criminal investigators didn't know that was a thing until now, so thank you, uh, raided Hinn's headquarters in Grapevine, Texas, only to find further proof that he was using the church's money for no good. Now good? Now. His money issues are what's got me hot and heavy, though. I must switch up my prayer because no words could do what you're about to see justice. Preach. Try not to let your body hit the floor as you watch our boy Hin in action. Preach, sister. Brother, brother Jonathan, <laughs> can we roll that clip? <clears throat> Preach. Yeah, this is live footage. Yeah! Get him, Benny! Yes! Yes, He's Benny! This is how you heal the world, Benny! He is healing them one by one. 
For anyone listening on the live stream, he is literally just throwing people to the ground by their faces. For anyone in the live stream, look up YouTube. What is it called, Amy? I think it's just, if you look up Benny, I literally put in the term Benny Hinn throwing people to the ground. You will find this actual footage of Benny Hinn performing his quote-unquote miracle healings, and he's actually just basically pistol-whipping people with his coat. Well, yeah, and that's that's obviously the Let power the of bodies Jesus. hit the flow! I feel like Keith and his Satanists would be really proud of us right now. <laughs> I am I am sweating. Um, <laughs> sweating Satan out. Uh, that, that does this sermon uh, justice. It does. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray. Preach, Sister Steph. Thank you so much for giving Preach. me the time and the platform. I do not take this for granted. Well, thank the good loud that you do not. Let's jump into some real quick news and gossip. Attacking man of God. <laughs> All right, really quick, just wanted to mention this uh, interview that I found on Collider.com with Adam Devine. Uh, it looks like from the previews for next week, we're getting a little bit more of the Calvin Keefe stuff. Possibly we see a little bit of Calvin breaking down. And he's asked about that dynamic between them. And I just loved, um, again, I'll post this um, in the comments, but my storyline was our relationship. So he told me early on, that's that's that, what... Oh, the typo. What it was going to be, and I was excited. It's a weird thing. When people watch the show, they're going to be like, but what's up with Calvin and Keith? And the sexual chemistry between me and Tony Cavallaro as humans is palpable. So just imagine what the characters will be like. And we always talk about how much we're shipping them. So I wanted to call out this. It's a great full interview just talking wow. about the show itself. But I like that he gets kind of more into some of those um, those smaller character roles. Um, within within this world. That's so incredible. That. But yeah, it's at Collider.com if you want to check it out. Oh, shout out. Um, that's amazing. I don't know if that's more amazing than how you look right now. You Thank are you. ravishing. Thank you. Whew. I know. I just I, I just put this together. You are ravishing. I just got it done. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some predictions. All right. Amy, can you start? I can. I'm going to cheat off what you say. Do it. <laughs> So I actually thought this was going to be how this episode not so much ended, but I thought we were going to see it in this episode. Amber very purposefully puts a gun away in their terrifying gun room. We have seen her go through tactical training before. We have been waiting for an Amber moment. I think her moment is coming and she is going to have a giant gun in her hands. Should we call it, it an Amber alert? <laughs> All right, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> all right, I'm done, I'm done. And she'll be here all week. Stuff to bra, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I think that's coming, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's coming. I think that Daddy Gemstone is going to have to find out the truth of why he's in this mess. Why mm. he got P-whipped. Mm-hmm. So that's going to definitely have to come to fruition. Or Gideon takes the rep for it. I'm not sure. But I think that Daddy Gemstone's going to find out. I love the scene we got teased with the two siblings being like, do not put my name in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. I'm really excited for next week. The family dynamic stuff is going to be insane. And actually, I also think there might be a role reversal where Keith kind of has to save Calvin. I think Calvin's going to kind of, it seems like he's going off the deep end, literally, because he's in a pool at one point. looks like he's yeah. drowning. <laughs> but I think it might be a flip, and maybe our boy Keith is going to come through for, for his boy Calvin. Mm. 
lots of stuff going on. There are only two episodes left. No. Thank you guys as always for tuning in this week. We you, we need you for the next two weeks. We need the moral support knowing that this is almost coming to an end for this season, even though we do have season two. But Steph, in the meantime, until next Sunday, where can we find you on social? Agreed. We need you. I feel your holy presence in the live chat as we uh, review these episodes together. You can find me at Steph on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy Maestri. We will see you guys next week. Stay holy. Preach. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 